Hey there, podcast listener. Steven here from the podcast you're currently listening to. You ever heard a podcast and think, I can do that? Well, maybe you can, or maybe you can't, or maybe I can help you get started with it. Hosting is the most expensive cost you'll have in a podcast, and that's why Anchor by Spotify is the easiest way to make a podcast. Really, they have everything you need all in one place. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. With Anchor's hosting, you can distribute your podcast to other listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and a whole lot more. And if you think you can do a better job than I, record a podcast right now. There's very low risk involved. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And best of all, Anchor is free. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Welcome to the Lazy Geeks Network. Fucking 111 at the bus stop. Be right. dead before you get home. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I wish they made little AC booths to wait for the bus. Just chilling in there. Oh, I know, right? Over here, you're lucky if they have a fucking overhang to stand outside of the sun. You're lucky if they got a bench. You fucking <laughs> seriously? A pole. No, no, no. Now they put benches in all, all of, in a lot of them. But the thing is, is that there's no overhang. Yeah, so it's like raining, and you're just sitting there. Like, you're raining, Dish. sitting there, yeah, or or it's you know 110, and you're sitting yeah. out there going, motherfucker. I hate my life right yeah, now. Yeah, I know exactly. All right, shall we start this shit? Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Just do it. <laughs> <laughs> just do it. I said that today, actually. I said, um, I, I, because someone was hesitating about something, and I said, why don't you be like 90s Nike and just fucking do it? <laughs> now you could just be like Shia LaBeouf and just flex, you know? <laughs> like, mm-hmm. Just do it. <laughs> fucking hulking out and shit. If you're tired of starting over, <laughs> that never was, give up. That was the best. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome, everybody, to the Lazy Geeks Podcast. I'm Stephen Vargas. And I'm Shia LaBeouf. <laughs> also, Adam Riley. <laughs> Just do it. Just do it. <laughs> Random flex. <laughs> Ratty, ra- Random monk monk meditation. The best one was the fucking the Star Wars one was too much. It was so okay. perfect. <laughs> that was awesome. I mean, it flowed perfectly with Luke. You know, you you asked too you asked too much. 
Um, and then the, the X-Wing starts floating out of the water and shit. Uh, <laughs> oh, man. So uh, we're recording this on a rare Monday. Uh, so we know. Yeah, Steve fucked up the schedule. <laughs> oh, right. Right. This fucker's got jokes. <laughs> Jokes for days, this motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so right now we're letting you know we are aware that this is E3 week. But since this podcast is devoted to the news of the previous week, we're not going to touch on it. But on Monday, and this is actually works out kind of cool because on Monday, next Monday show, we're going to actually devote it to all E3 all fucking day. Uh, this is going to allow us time to go ahead and look at everything that was announced. You know, the X, a lot of the Xbox stuff, um, that fucking amazing Star Wars gameplay trailer. <laughs> yeah. um, all of that stuff, we're going to be able to uh, look it all over and then bring it all to you guys next week. So look for that. It'll probably be an oversized show because it'll take us a while to get through all that stuff. So that'll be next Monday's edition. But uh, this week... Keep it tuned here, folks. Exactly. To your E3 buddies. <laughs> I don't know. I E3 headquarters. <laughs> after E3 has already happened. <laughs> Where A <the> retrospective. Guys... <laughs> A retrospective on everything mm -hmm. E3. A dramatic reading of E3. <laughs> Fallout 4. <laughs> Oh, man. I will say real quick, because I have to say this at least once, and I'm not going to go into detail. If you haven't seen the Doom gameplay trailer right after the podcast, <laughs> go to YouTube and watch that shit. It will change your fucking life. <laughs> I said I saw it today at work, and I told my friend, I go, I'm going to buy two copies. He's like, why are you buying two copies? Because I'm that excited. <laughs> I don't really buy two copies, but I'm just saying. <laughs> oh man, I know it's just like that was exciting, and just some of the other stuff. We could we could obviously go into a lot of that because it's, this is just day one, by the way. So, dude, day one, and and my fucking mind was blown about twenty times. Yeah, it's just some of the shit that was announced. It was ridiculous. And just to let you know, it none of it was Ubisoft. Just saying, oh, fuck, fuck Ubisoft. Ubisoft's not going to do shit. They're going to promise a bunch of shit. It's going to come out and it's going to be broken. <laughs> That's what Ubisoft does. Ugh. <laughs> so tell us how you really feel about Ubisoft. I have such disdain <laughs> towards Ubisoft. I, I told Seth, hey, man, they, they, they're on the shit list. They need to impress. Because right now, I'm not impressed. Not even a little bit. <laughs> And it's a shame, too, because they have some good franchises, but they run them into the dirt. Fucking Assassin's Creed, let's release it like a fucking sports game. Yeah. So it can get more and more watered down. Yeah. Like, fucking Jesus Christ. What the fuck the problem, doing? See, like, the problem with Assassin's Creed is the fact that you're dealing with a game that gets repetitive really quickly. Yeah. I mean, by its by its nature. Yeah, by its actual nature, it is. And that's okay if it's coming out every three years, you know, but not every fucking month. See, it it's, seems it's one of those franchises that you could give it a 
GTA kind of release thing. Yes. You know, because it could be cool, because GTA also is very similar. Each game is very similar. I mean, yeah, they do cool things and stuff like that, but by its nature... They come out every fucking, like, once a decade. Yeah. There's a GTA, well, maybe, maybe twice a decade, but, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's just, I don't know. You're overdone. It's like it's like pop stars. You see them on every fucking song. You don't care anymore. Exactly. Excuse me. I'm scratching my uh, bazools over here. You know. <laughs> uh, but one thing I wanted to uh, start the show off with is clickbait of the month. Now, <laughs> if any of you know the internet, there is a term called clickbait. And what do it you is, know? Do you know of the internet? <laughs> and if you know, if if you don't know what clickbait is, it is a title that is designed to get you to go what, click on it, and then find out is a bullshit story or rumor or what have you. Somebody, you know, it, it's a way for them to get traffic so then they can send to their advertisers. Look how much traffic we get. Mm-hmm. Um, now. Heroic Hollywood is one of those that did that this last week by posting the most ridiculous rumor uh, imaginable. Now, keep in mind, Marvel's track record for hit movies started in about 2008. So we're, we're closing in on, we're about seven years in now. And pretty much at this point, Marvel really doesn't have anything to worry about. However, those guys at Heroic Hollywood decided oh, hey, we're going to run a rumor story that says the reason Marvel has decided not to go to Comic-Con this year is because they're afraid of what Mar- about what Warner Brothers is going to show at E3. Completely My- ruining their credibility. Exactly. For everything. What was hilarious, too, was one of the first comments I read was brought to you by the publicity department at Warner Brothers. Um <laughs> <laughs> uh, Marvel has nothing to worry about. And if anything, Warner Brothers is the one that has a lot to worry about. Um, and, you know, people are, most people have taken it with just like, this is so stupid. It's the most idiotic thing you've, they've ever read. The problem that, that, that I look at it and I was just reading it and I'm thinking, anybody who believes this is an idiot at first. Um, secondly, when you go, when you think about, you know, what's going on here. Marvel doesn't have anything to really show. They're in the, they'll be in the middle of production of Civil War. Uh, Ant-Man will pretty much have already come out at that point, And that's it. They don't have anything to show. Now, if you want to say that Disney has anything to worry about, no, because what are they doing? They're bringing all Star Wars all the time to Comic-Con. Yeah. So if anybody has anything to worry about, <laughs> it'll be Warner Brothers. Well, you know what I think? I think neither Warner Brothers or Marvel have anything to worry about. Look, sure, Warner Brothers is going to come out with the Justice League flick and all that, and it will be compared to to Marvel because that makes sense. But at the end of the day, a good movie is a good movie. A shitty movie is a shitty movie. It doesn't matter what was around. So if Justice League comes out and it's awesome, it's just going to be awesome, period. You know, And the other way, too. It doesn't matter if fucking Age of Ultron was a good movie or not. It really has nothing to do with what they're doing. It was funny. If anything, it helped because people are more apt to go see a comic book movie. Right. You know. 
Well, what cracks me up was the fact that everybody was like, oh, yeah, Warner Brothers won the con last year. And I was like, really? They showed nothing. All they did was say, yeah, we have Ben Affleck, Gal Gadot, and Henry, Ca- Henry Cavill come out, not take any questions, just say hi and leave. Yeah. I'm like, okay. They're not really promoting it very well. Yeah, I'm like – and every but the thing is, is that all the fanboys are like they they won one Comic Con last year, and I was like, for what? No, they didn't. Because like, at least when Marvel when Marvel does show up to Comic Con for a movie or whatever, they have a panel. Yeah, you know, they take questions and stuff they like that. They footage. interact with the fans, you know. Yeah. But it, Warner, I don't know. Maybe it's because Warner Brothers is trying to keep so tight lipped about what's going on. What's hilarious, Not though, with the is, Suicide Squad. Movie, right. That's but, what I was going to say, is that you have them, like, so secretive about what's going on coming in Batman versus Superman. But we're seeing the whole movie of Suicide Squad play out online. Exactly. It's like, at this point, all right, I kind of don't need to see it now. <laughs> You're ruining it for everyone. Exactly. For everyone! <laughs> but, in any case... I wanted to call that because it was just such the most ridiculous thing I had ever seen. It's like, oh, shut up. And it's like, a source inside. What source? That's It's like, I hate clickbait. Because there was another one that I, I, I read a couple years ago. And I saw the headline and I was like, the headline made me pause. Because I go, wait, that counters everything that I've heard up to this point. And then when I read it, they took this two words out of the out of Robert Downey Jr.'s uh, answer and turned it into a clickbait title. Yeah, and I was like, "Oh, I hate that shit." Because to me, that that's not that's that's not news. No, I agree. Yeah, it's it's, and that's exactly what you said. Is it's they do that so you click on it so they can tell advertisers, look at all the people that come to my website. When in all actuality, they come to the website and leave just as fast as they came. Right. You know, so it's just a waste of everyone's fucking time. You know, people act like I got all the fucking time in the world. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> uh, so, moving along. Um, I had an interesting day today. Uh, well, one I worked, that wasn't very interesting. Um... Although there's there's a couple of there's a couple of girls at my job that want want the married men to get in trouble. That's all I'm trying to say. You know, <laughs> I'll leave it at that. But uh, I received three items today that I did not pay for. Um, one Low is job, one hand job. <laughs> <laughs> hey now. Um, one I traded. Um, for my gaming mouse because I'm about to buy a new mouse anyway so I was like whatever so, um, I got one of those blue snowball mics I am currently not using it because I need to get a pop filter my accent is very harsh <laughs> <laughs> so without some sort of filter I, I recorded myself and it's just like pop 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 it's crazy um, great mic though very clear I'm going to get a swing arm and um, pop filter and we'll be good to go um, two other items I got. So a buddy of mine replaced his graphics card because he needed he needed something that could support uh, three monitors. 
And um, he gave me his old one, so that's definitely going in my second computer that the family uses. Free graphics card, that's 100 bucks. Um, and then, the big one. You know those Asus gaming laptops, the giant ones? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I just got one for free. So, here's the thing. It's okay, broken. How, how, how many dicks did you suck? No, I didn't suck any dicks. Okay. Maybe one, but that was only. <laughs> no, I didn't know, suck any generous. dicks. I sucked cocks. There's a difference. Yeah. <laughs> a bag of cocks. No. <laughs> um, so I got the. It's it's only one generation behind, so it's it's just not the new one. It's the one before the new one. Sixteen gigs of RAM, i7. I can't remember what the graphics chip is. Here's the thing, it is broken. So this is this is the thing. The motherboard needs to be replaced, okay? So I looked up online how much the motherboard's like 150, okay? okay. For fifth for like a $1500 laptop that I just got for free. I know how to replace them. I've replaced them in this particular laptop a few times when I was working Geek Squad. It's not hot. They make this one modular so you can take it apart. So, as soon as I get that new motherboard, ta, motherboard, I'll have a fucking laptop more powerful than my desktop. Damn. It's ridiculous. Full free. Brand new battery, too, because the guy that gave it to me had just got a new battery from the manufacturer. Brand new battery. Brand new charger. All it. All of it. And then the motherboard went. <laughs> well, that was the problem. See, the person is a buddy of mine. Uh, my ex-Marine friend. And um, he, I remember when he bought the thing. Well, the motherboard went out. He knows nothing about computers and does not have the patience. He's a typical Marine who has no patience for anything. <laughs> if it's not happening now, he doesn't have time. So he he just went out. He has you know he has a good job. He's got a lot of money coming in. So he just he just went and bought the new one. You know, right. whatever. And he was about to throw this one in the trash. Like fuck it, just toss it out, America. You know, <laughs> and um, and we were we were um, talking on the phone or texting or whatever while I was at work. And he goes, hey, uh, you want this laptop? It's broken. And I go, which one? And he told me which one. I was like, uh, yeah, sure. Cause just because I knew what the laptop was, you know, and he goes, you might be able to fix it. And I go, well, what's wrong with it? He says, I took it to a computer shop and they said the motherboard was going on now. He took it to data doctors Data Doctors is notorious for lying to you, so you have to pay a lot of money. Jeez. So they were going to charge him like 500 bucks Fuck. to replace a motherboard. It takes 15 minutes, literally. <laughs> um, so I'm like, okay, I need to run diagnostics on this thing. The motherboard might not even be broken. It might just be something simple. you know. But even if it is, 150 bucks to bring a fucking $1,500 laptop back to life? Jeez. It's done and done, dude. It's done and done. <laughs> it's the mobile command center. And I'll probably just let my wife use that one when she's been wanting a gaming laptop for a while. Because I have my desktop, you know. But, um, yeah, so today, man, was a great day. Fuck, I didn't have to use your AK. That's right. I got the microphone. Buddy who gave me the microphone, he brought that to work because he works with me. And we traded right there in the morning. Um, then Did you do it all the, like, did you do it all like, you know? Look you know me, dude. I'm all low-key about it, yeah. you know? All right, man. Here we go. Yeah, don't let it be see. All right. <laughs> I don't even know why I do that. Like, I walked in it's and in I a, had the... It's in a brown bag. Yeah. By the trash I had, can. 
I had the mouse, and it's a Logitech G600, and and I'm palming it, like, and holding it close to me so nobody sees it. And then when I get to his desk, I kind of do a quick look around, and then I just kind of put it on his desk, and he, I slid the mouse off. He goes, why are you acting so shady? And I'm like, I don't know. I just do that. <laughs> I'm from Boston. Then, That's how we do right, it. <laughs> right. I don't want no one to take my shit. Um, and then the graphics card, but he dropped it off for me um, on my lunch break. And then after work, I drove to my other buddy's house um, on the way home from work, and I got uh, the laptop. I'm telling you. Yeah. All you got to do is believe. <laughs> the only reason the laptop is worth anything is because I know how to fix it. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So. So, yeah. Moving on up. Moving nice. on up. Dude, doesn't matter if I get a new job, Steve. I'm still looking for them deals, though. You know what I mean? <laughs> still looking to hustle it a little bit. Exactly. Exactly. You got to gotta find it. You got to find one that thing, little... One thing I thought was strange, the blue snowball microphone, it uses the same USB that a printer does. Like, why? Why is it? Why? Really? Yeah. Hmm. I mean, it gets its power from it, too, but it's just a USB 2.0. Right. I don't know. Maybe they do, do that so it's – because these are, these are less likely to fall out now that I think about it because they're longer and a bit bigger like my dick. So. <laughs> but we can move on. I just wanted to share with everybody how great my life is. Jesus, and how great my life is, and yours sucks. So yeah, Yeah. (laughs) did you get a free laptop? No. Oh well, that sucks for you. You know. Oh oh, but I got a free laptop. What'd you get? Oh nothing. What'd you get? Nothing. Oh nothing. You spit in the face today. Oh, (laughs) sucks to be you. By the way, come closer. Here's my dick and slap right across your face. (laughs) (laughs) Let me swing it first. Get momentum. (laughs) (laughs) Now I have some ice over here in case in case it leaves a mark. (laughs) Now. To a lesser extent, I bought a big bottle of water as well. So, you know, oh, I'm happy about that. Since the that. since the heat's gone up, I don't even want a soda. Like I'll come in from a smoke break and go, "Let me get that water real quick." <laughs> it's so fucking hot. It's like 109 all week. Oh, really? Shit. June, June, July, and August are the three hottest months in Arizona. That's like the peak. August is the worst one, but I think that's only because it's been going on for three months, and you're just like, please, please make well, it. Well, in end. August, don't you get the monsoonal shit? Like, yeah. So while it's raining, it's nice, <laughs> and then after it's humid and hot. Then but yeah, after, there is. Once it stops raining, then you get the steam from the crowd. Right. From the there is a, there is a couple of weeks where it's like 82, 83, really humid. But I mean, the humidity at eighty two is easy to deal with. Yeah, it's really not that big of a deal. So, um, yeah. So you know, pimping. I also got my own office now. Nice. Yeah, I got a 32 inch TV hooked up to my computer. <sighs> you know, sunny day. <laughs> All right, we can move on because I know we have to talk about something depressing. So I sound like a super dick, dick right now. You know, but. What do you well, do? Exactly. Uh, well, um, this last week we actually lost a legend. Um, Sauron, Count Dooku, Dracula. I think he even played Sherlock Holmes once. Mm-hmm. Uh, Christopher Lee uh, passed away from uh, complications from a uh, from an illness he had. 
He was 93 years old. The man has done everything. <laughs> um, even by people like uh, Ian McKellen and stuff, they considered him the consummate professional. Uh, everybody just had amazing things to say about him. Uh, from Samuel Jackson all the way through, uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, Peter Jackson. Just amazing things to say about this guy. This guy had such a long and illustrious career. Even did two fucking metal albums. Yeah. It's like, it, it was really sad. It was sad to to find, you know, to hear of his passing, but the man left a mark. I mean, you can't go through any of the Lord of the Ring movies and not see Sauron in there. And and in the prequels, you know, <laughs> his fight with Yoda in uh, Attack of the Clones, you know, it just... It, I don't know. It's, it's just really hard to say because it it's like... I personally, I was a fan of his. And so hearing of his passing was, was sweet. Uh, was bittersweet but at the same time it was one of those where he had a long career you yeah. know he wasn't like you know a Heath Ledger or somebody who died in their prime he's I think he's still in his prime really <laughs> with you know all the stuff that he was still he apparently he had just he worked worked up until pretty much close to the end where he had he'd done a voiceover for some animated movie that's supposed to come out sometime this year or next year so very very sad news of of somebody who's very popular in the in the geek culture in the past so he'll be missed yeah it was it's always sad when uh someone that talented passes you know it's um i didn't realize the sheer amount of shit and it's funny <laughs> too because i knew all of the roles i just didn't realize it was him yeah, <laughs> and that's the that's but that's the mark of a great actor, right? You know, you don't even notice the actor; you're just noticing the role, and and I think um I think that's a big deal, and uh, yeah, you know, we'll miss them. We're we're losing too many these days, man. Too oh, many, know. you know. Yeah, because if you, I mean, you just go to his IMDb page, and you're just like, what the fuck? You got it. You got to put. You got a heavy scroll on that. Yeah, two hundred seventy eight. Uh. 278 entries. Oh, Extraordinary Tales is the, is the last one he did. It was an animated movie. He also was, uh, he was uh, the narrator and Sauron the White in the Lego Lego Hobbit video game. Yeah. You know. And that was cool of him too, especially being an older actor, to do the voice for the game. Like, yeah. sure, he's getting a paycheck, but a, a lot of the older actors would just dismiss gaming. Yeah. Like, oh, I'm doing that shit, you know, but that was, that was cool. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, he was in the original, in the Dark Shadows, the Tim Burton remake, Alice in Wonderland. Uh, oh, yeah, Kingdom Hearts. I forgot about that. Kingdom mm -hmm. Hearts 358 uh, slash two days. Uh, the Clone Wars is Count Dooku. You know, Kingdom Hearts 2, the final mix. Uh, and the regular one, Trial of the Chocolate Factory. Oh my god. I'm looking at his IMDb right now and I'm like going, holy shit, he was in Goldeneye, Rogue Agent. He was uh, in everything. Fuck, dude, he really was. He basically like photobombed every movie. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> in the background, you see him kind of lingering back there. He was in Age of Ultron. He was in <laughs> this fucking... Like, what? He's, he's in Magic Mike. Um, he's yeah. in Magic Mike. 
He's one of the dancers behind Matthew McConaughey. Uh, right. His <laughs> scenes were too seamy, so they were taken out of the film. Right, right, exactly. Somebody said that um, when they were, I was it Peter Jackson? I think it was Peter Jackson said he goes, yeah, because he had saw um, Christopher Lee in Attack of the Clones, and yeah. and. Uh, and Christopher Lee said, he goes, yeah, he goes, that was, that was fun. He goes, I did all my own stunts because no, they had nobody that looked like me. <laughs> so he goes, yeah, he did all his own stunts. Ian McKellen said that uh, uh, when he got the role of Gandalf and they, he went to Australia, he, he met uh, Christopher Lee. And Christopher Lee was such a huge fan of Lord of the Rings that he thought he should be Gandalf. <laughs> and, uh, I, re- I remember reading that. Yeah, and... Basically, he goes, yeah. He goes, and then the next thing I know, he's reading from the um, reading from the book as Gandalf, and I'm thinking, oh my god, he is Gandalf. <laughs> yeah, and he said he said that um, he he would read the Lord of the Rings like twice a year. Yeah, he was younger. Like he was a he was a hardcore fan. And there's nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. That's right. Yeah. All right. I guess it's time we dip into some news. Yes, just a dip, though. Just a dip. Just a big toe. Big toe. That's right. That's right. It's just a big toe. Maybe, you know, just a tip. Just do it! Has anyone ever won at the game just the tip? Because, I, I mean, well, you always win. <laughs> yeah, you but I mean, yeah. <laughs> Depends on who you're asking. <laughs> I, I want to meet the guy that, like, yeah, I did just the tip, and I really just did the tip. I'm like, you <laughs> fucking idiot. Like, even the girls know what they're getting into when they're playing just the tip. They oh. know what's going on. Oh, yeah. Yeah, just don't, don't, don't be stupid. That's just all I'm saying. Is another word for it. just do it. Just a tip is is like a more dramatic version of um, when you're laying in bed with a girl and you're just watching TV, and then she suddenly lays away from you and sticks her ass out towards you. That's the go signal. Like <laughs> you're clear for landing, buddy. You know, accidental butt sex time. <laughs> Oops, slip. <laughs> I accidentally slipped, took off your pants, took off my pants, turned the lights out, put some Marvin Gaye on. Like, what the fuck? The candles and the incense, all that stuff. It's like, it was all by an accident, though. It got real. <laughs> Too real. Too real. So, if you, uh, I'm sure, you, you know, if you, if you loved Daredevil uh, on Netflix and you loved season one, and, it, it, and you think about it, Wilson Fisk was a great character for season one. And yeah. as much as I liked Wilson Fisk, it, it kind of made me weary about season two. Like, who the fuck could they have that could actually, you know, be bigger than Wilson Fisk? <laughs> uh, phys- metaphorically and literally. Oh. Um, and it came out last week that The Punisher is going to be in season two. Now it is not said that he's going to be an enemy, but he may be an enemy for a short time. Yeah. Cause he kind of rides the fence all the time. He does, but depends the, on the hero. Right. And the thing is, is with, and you know, we all know the Punisher runs around in hell's kitchen. And the, the cool thing about this is that, you know, in the beginning, they're going to be enemies because, you know, as, as was strongly pushed through in season one, he's daredevil's not a killer. But we all know the Punisher is. Yeah. Uh, I don't think. Is it you jaywalk? He'll shoot you in the head. Exactly. It's like you dropped the, you dropped the cigarette on there. <laughs> no second chances. <laughs> exactly. Jesus. <laughs> like damn, this guy's intense. Uh, and 
perfectly perfect casting. John Bernthal from Walking Dead fame uh, yeah. will be is been cast as Frank Castle, also known as Daredevil. Um, I have there's a quote here from uh, from the release. John Bernthal brings a unmatched intensity to every role he takes on with a potent blend of power, motivation, and vulnerability that will connect with audiences, says Jeff Loeb, uh, Marvel's head of television. Castle's appearance will bring dynamic, dynamic cha- dramatic sorry, changes to the world of Matt Murdock, and nothing will be the same. That is definitely true. So, I mean, for, in my opinion, I'm think, looking at it as this way. We don't know much more of the casting for Season 2 yet. My opinion is... The Punisher will probably be the one that's played against Daredevil by someone else. Yeah. Um, so we'll just have to see who... I'm really glad and I really hope Bullseye isn't in Season 2. He's too easy of a go-to. I really like the yeah, fact... Yeah, and he's kind of one-dimensional too. Yeah, I, I mean... like the fact that they started with like Wilson Fisk in yeah. Season 1. So Because here's a guy who has all his his tentacles and everything and you know trying to do that stuff and and now with the you know onslaught of superheroes and then you have daredevil who's uh who is a vigilante you're gonna have to have a vigilante going to the other extreme so i think in my opinion i think this is gonna be perfect yeah, I think it's going to be dope. I've also we've also heard the rumors that uh, Spider Man might be making a cameo uh, at some point. I've heard a few rumors, but those might be those might be silly rumors. They might be because I'm not sure if they're gonna. I mean, it would that if you did that, the thing with that is you'd have to commit to that. Like Spider Man would have to be. He couldn't just show up he, randomly for ten minutes. Exactly, you know, and and Spider Man's more of like. Manhattan, you know that. Yeah, he's kitchen. he's in the upper areas, <laughs> bitch. Although I do like I do like the new uh, Daredevil logo for um for season two, with it just Daredevil with bullet holes through it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like perfect. Daredevil's a pimp, dude. Oh yeah. Now, while well, Daredevil has been doing well, this movie not so much. <laughs> um. The Brad Bird-directed film Tomorrowland uh, hasn't done as well as Disney, I'm sure, hoped. Um, the film is standing to lose between 120 to $140 million, according to The Hollywood Reporter, um, which will make it Disney's worst flop um, since The Lone Ranger, which lost to reported $190 million. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> um, the movie cost about 180 million to produce and an additional 150 million to market. Um, the film has earned about 171 million worldwide uh, since release. Now, I wrote this a few days ago, so give or take a mill. Um, <laughs> As of the time of that writing. Right. So with 77.3 million coming out of the nor- out of North America alone. Tomorrowland finished in seventh place in uh, last week's domestic box office rankings. Um, so, Tomorrowland did not do well. I know Steve has seen the movie, and you said you enjoyed it. I enjoyed it, but I could see why it was preachy. Well. 
it is a bit bit on the preachy side i i liked the the retro futuristic aspect of it but they instead of making it more entertaining and fun there was a little more of a message to it um which is fine. Which is fine. I mean, Disney movies have messages, but you can't be heavy-handed about it. Yeah, and I think that was kind of the problem with it is that, you know, they they kind of didn't really know what to do with it. Like, I, I found the end to be a little anticlimactic, you know, and, you know, I, I, I do agree. I do believe that it does deserve a viewing, but I, I don't – I'm not fully surprised with the way it's being being received in my opinion. I actually wrote an interview, which was actually quite a positive interview because I liked it on a different level. Um, I liked the message in it. I know some people that had thought it was a little too preachy, um, but I, I liked the overall message, and I thought they could have probably approached it a, a little differently. But uh, I'm, assu- I'm assuming the message. But what is the overall message of Tomorrowland? Well, the overall message of Tomorrowland was the concept that we as a society have lost our way as far as taking chances and going for the easy route which a lot of it i agreed with you know yeah especially and their their heavy use of nat the the big set piece was the dismantling of the uh of the launch pads at cape canaveral right and you know so they were using that and, and i agreed with that concept of of losing the whole you know, ability to look to the future and, and all of this. But there was a certain plot twist that kind of just made it a little more than that. And I think that was a little too heavy-handed. Right. But, yeah. So that was that's my whole opinion of... Oh, that's my opinion of the whole thing. But I can see why it wouldn't... And, and also, be honest, Disney really didn't know how to market it all that well. They kind of marketed a little more as kind of an adventure kind of movie, which it did have some elements in that, but that's exactly what I thought it was. I thought it was going to be like action packed, constant running around. Cause that's how it was portrayed in the trailers. Yeah. You know, but whatever. I mean, let's not all, let's not all cry for Disney quite yet. I mean, obviously making tons of money with Marvel and, and Star Wars as well. Got, and they also did their live action version of Cinderella, which made a lot of money. Yeah, so, that's true. Yeah. Dis- Disney's gonna Disney's gonna lose money on this one, but they're gonna make more than enough <laughs> with these other But let's let's applaud Disney too, because it kinda goes with the message of the movies. They took a risk on something that wasn't guaranteed. You yeah. know, a Marvel movie's guaranteed to make money, a Star Wars movie's guaranteed to make money, you know, but they they made a big budget sci fi ish movie. Right. You know, when that's kind of dangerous to do these days because these comic book movies are pretty much dominating the box office. Exactly. You know, so fuck it. Disney can do whatever they want. Pretty much at this point. But I mean, even now, you know, I mean, we have Marvel that's done well. Um, we have, uh, what do you call it? Uh, uh, Star Wars coming out uh, later this year, which is almost guaranteed to going to make some serious cash there. But. Right. You know, we have. I mean, what do you? Ha- what do we have coming out this week? Is um. Oh, I think they have um, that new uh, Pixar movie. They have a Pixar movie coming out this. Th- yeah, that in the brain movie. Inside Out. Yeah. Yeah. And so you know that's going to cash in because people are going to take their kids to see it. So. It looks funny too. It does. I love the fact that Lewis Black pays Rage. Yeah, it just makes <laughs> sense. I know it's like perfect, <laughs> perfect casting. 
So, all right. Well, moving on into gaming news. Here's something that we kind of knew was going to happen, but the way Xbox, uh, Microsoft decided to do it, a little surprising. Starting, well, depending on when you're listening to this podcast, tomorrow or today, uh, the 16th, Microsoft is releasing their new version or their redo of their Xbox One with a permanent price drop to $3049, which makes it still 50 bucks less than the PlayStation 4. Uh, but with this one, with this version, they will feature a one terabyte hard drive and the new wireless controller that was rumored a couple of weeks ago. We brought it to you on the Lazy Geeks. Uh, and the new controller includes a 3.5 stereo jack plug uh, that so directly your headset will pl- directly plug into the controller like you could on the PlayStation 4. Um, but it also, for a limited time only, the new console will ship with Halo the Master Chief Collection. Um, nice. Yeah. So, I, you know, I like the fact that it's coming with a terabyte. Uh, after some of the stuff that we saw today from E3, you know, Adam and I are like going, well, I think maybe we'll be getting an Xbox a little sooner than we expected. But, uh, and this, and to be honest, for this, for, for that amount, you know, it's actually a, a pretty fucking good deal. I mean, yeah, we kind of figured 349 was going to be their permanent pressure because they kept lowering it to that since, la- since last Christmas. Uh, so it makes sense that this was going to be a permanent thing. But I like the fact that now they're releasing it with the new controller. It really, to me, it seems like it is now going to match up primarily with the PS4 with the exception of the double the hard drive space. Right. So, I don't know. I'll probably I want to get one now. Um, I want to definitely wait until after the holidays because I'm expecting another price drop, especially for the terabyte. Um, but I probably will end up getting a Wii U first. I've been thinking about that because there's a few games on there that I'm looking at that are kind of dope. I mean, that Zelda's going to come out and stuff right. like that. Um, and the kids have been taking a shine to. Uh, like Smash Brothers and the Mario game, they've been asking a lot of questions and watching gameplay videos on YouTube and stuff like that. So, I mean, it's cheap enough. I don't mind. Yeah. You know, if if everyone's gonna enjoy it, then that's fine. I, I mean, just I'm... didn't want it to buy to buy it, and it just fucking sits there and nobody uses it. Yeah, I, I may buy one later. I mean, I'm not a big Halo fan, so yeah. you know. From... I mean, I like Halo because it's like my favorite first person shooter, but that doesn't mean that's still first person shooters are still not my favorite genre. Right. You know, so and I think I'll probably wait closer to um uh Tomb Raider, Rise of the Tomb Raider. Yeah. I think I'll probably wait closer to that and then I mean who knows, they may even release they may they'll probably have a bundle with that. Oh yeah. Because it's an Xbox exclusive. I wouldn't be surprised if they go, Yeah, get pre order it now with the with the um uh, Rise of the Tomb Raider. Done. <laughs> and it'll be 300. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it'll be 350. It'll be drop it by 50. Yeah. It'll be 350. $3. Yeah. What's the terabyte? Cost. The terabyte one now. Yeah. Right. <laughs> the terabyte now is 400, I think. For no. just the terabyte. Isn't no. it? No, it's 350. It oh, includes no, the okay. terabyte. See, that's the one thing. Like, I'm like, that's cool for Xbox because. 
Microsoft still makes it kind of a pain in the ass to switch the the hard drive because you have to use their hard drive. Right. Um, that's what I kind of like about Sony. Like, yeah, okay, I, do, I have 500 gigs now. If I run out of space, I can just go out and spend like 50 bucks and get a terabyte drive and slap it in there. Or, you know, I mean... I could put I, a solid state in that bitch if I wanted to get crazy. <laughs> but I thought, like, uh, I mean... I, I, I could have sworn I th- I thought that Sony had made it that you could actually attach a uh, external to it. Yeah, it yeah. was in a recent update. Yeah. So I mean, I would get a terabyte external. I think the thing that Sony fucks up on, and and I think it's just because they have a very Japanese mentality towards it, I is that racist. when they. No, no, seriously, because the Japanese do business different. Like just their business practices, they don't gloat. Yeah. They don't show off, and I think that the where that is a failing is when they when when microsoft comes out with something new it's fucking they make it they explosive like you you would have to be under a rock not to know about it you know what i mean but i mean sony they they did the update for um the usbs where you can start using usbs like specific specifically you can you can um you can now copy your uh your record your recordings from when you're recording the game onto a USB and then edit it on the computer. A lot of people still don't know that. Unless you go read the patch notes, right. which most people don't. No, because they only yeah. look at it for like what most websites say, like, hey, it comes with this, this, and this. And then exactly, and yeah. and it's um, Sony needs to kind of step up their game a little bit. Yeah. They tend to be a little more artsy when it comes to their commercials, and they're fun to watch. I I love that one they were doing, um, where it was all the characters but live action. Oh yeah, because yeah. because of him or that that shit. I thought right. that was dope. And but they need they really need to be like now featuring like do the do the whole American thing, and they'll sell. I think well, I mean they're not. It's not like they're hurting for sales, but they'll <laughs> they'll sell a little bit more. Yeah. People just be more amped up about it. I wouldn't be surprised if we see. Xbox take the the number one spot in June, with the price drop and no, with I wouldn't extra be terabyte, enough. and the new they're kind of, they're kind of neck and neck right now. Yeah. So, and and you know there's, there's nothing wrong with that. No. I mean I hate I hate it. I hate it on the Xbox because they were fucking up. Now they're not fucking up anymore. Yeah. And that's the thing I think too many people you know and and you and I talked about this before the podcast is there's so much in the way of fanboys, uh, especially with some of the news that we heard about Sony getting from. E3, um, it's it's funny because people go ahead and get so upset about you know hearing Sony doing well, and some Sony fanboys get so upset about hearing Microsoft doing well, and we kind of do that too, but we do it to a different point. And I think some people have tried to call us on that, but the thing is, is like when we hate on Microsoft, it's because Microsoft is fucking up. If yeah. we hate on Sony from time to time, it's because Sony's fucking up, and you know we hated. Yeah, we on came. The- we came down on Sony hard when that big, uh, that when the PlayStation Network was down for so long because oh, yeah. they were so not prepared. Yeah, I'm like come on, guys, you know what are you doing? And when Microsoft announced the Xbox One, we hated hard on the Xbox One because they advertised did everybody it wrong. else. <laughs> yeah, but we they they advertised it wrong. They tried to advertise it as an entertainment. They fucking try to do what nintendo did back when um after the video game fall you know they tried oh it's a family entertainment center 
and they didn't, which which works in the eighties. Yeah, and doesn't necessarily work now because you have all the gamers going, "Well, what about us?" You know, and yeah, because because when the NES came out, there were no gamers, right? Really, it, and and most people that played video games pretty much gave up on it because Atari flopped so fucking hard, right? You know, and, so they had to they had to. They, that's why the NES looks like a little box because yeah. they made it look like a VCR. Yeah. But that was a different time. Yeah. And you now know. and now, you know, we called Microsoft on doing a lot of stuff saying, look, you know, they had they got rid of the paywall. They started they got rid of the mandatory connect. You know, they got rid of a lot of stuff and they stepped up their game. And even this on, is because of us, by the way. Yeah, see? because of us. This is so reasonable. So you're welcome, basically. Um, yeah. Yeah. And but, you know, now they've pulled out of all of that and they're doing the stuff. And now they're taking the initiative with, you know, the. The terabyte expanding the memory and then actually fixing the fucking uh, controller. Like for me, it's not a big deal, but I understand for people that want. Like, I never thought about its usefulness until I had the PS4 and thinking, well, shit, you know, if you're trying to be quiet and you're keeping it low and so, you know, yeah, you know, in the house, it's fucking perfect because not everybody wants to hear your game, you know. And I thought, fuck everybody, how about that? <laughs> yeah, I know, right? I yeah. turned on the fucking surround sound. I turned that bitch up that to eleven. Sounds- that's just on 110%. I don't give a fuck. But, Somebody uh, says something. I'm like, who paid the bills around this motherfucker? Yeah, exactly. And and that's the thing. And another thing, too, is you know, for us, we both have said we will get both consoles. Yeah. We've said it. But we, but we also said that because of the way it was going, we were probably going to get a PlayStation 4 first, which we did. And, you know, we will get an Xbox. Because to me, it's it's not about brand loyalty. I prefer the PlayStation but I still would like to get an Xbox. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, so I, I think in this realm now, there, I think, and it's it's becoming, if you've noticed, it, it has kind of slipped that way where there's less and less people hating on certain things as much as it used as they used to. Yeah. Because I think they both have finally kind of caught up to one another. So, you know, like for me, it's like, oh, you know, oh, they did, uh, Microsoft did a price drop and their sales went up and they became number one. Makes sense. I guarantee you, if fucking Sony did a price drop, guess what? They would take the top spot. Well, here's the truth. The the truth of it is, is you want all of them to win. Yeah. Because you don't want any one company to get too comfortable. Exactly. Because if if Sony, let's say Sony. No, you know what? Let's be nice. Let's say Xbox became the number one console by a fucking mile. Like it was ridiculous. Right. So what happens? They become complacent. They stop trying as hard. Yeah. Because they don't have to. Exactly. You know, you want them all to be neck and neck and constantly coming out with new features and new ways to entice everybody to get on their shit so things keep getting better. It's called capitalism. <laughs> at its finest. Right. I mean, look at look at um and look at Nintendo. Nintendo does come out with some cool shit every once in a while, but nobody gives a fuck. They, that's because that, they're so go. far that's, behind. That's an example of complacency. Exactly. Yeah. Nobody, the Xbox and or Sony and Microsoft are not worried about Nintendo. So when Nintendo comes out with something new, they don't even address. They don't care. Yeah. They don't pay attention at all. But what happened with Sony, and they tried and kind of failed at it. But when the Wii was very popular. Sony came out with little fucking the camera. the Sony camera and they came out camera. with the the wand thing to you know and they they tried at least yeah. you know and it's um and why do you think the Kinect became a thing yeah because Nintendo was putting some fucking pressure on everybody yeah 
and now there's not so much you know <laughs> so it's um but even then some ideas you can see look if you have a vita with the ps4 that whole interactivity between those two consoles right reminds me of the wii u and the and the pad yeah you know they all copy each other and that's what's supposed right. to happen yeah you know it, i want them all to copy each other and improve on concepts and, and stuff like that. It's just, the, you know, America. Exactly. Jesus. Yeah, so starting June 16th, all new Xbox One uh, consoles will be sold with the new terabyte and the new wireless controller. You can, um, one thing I wanted to mention too is you, um, uh, you can also buy the, contr- the new controllers by themselves uh, yeah. in black for $64.99. You can also get Xbox One Special Edition Covert forces wireless um, controllers in silver or black for the same price so and in case you want to know uh they also like sony they uh allow you to uh adjust the headset volume mic uh monitoring as well as voice and gaming balances through the settings on the console so right so yeah all right well i think we beat this horse to to a pulp to death yeah um now this next one, I don't know how I feel about it, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> VentureBeat is reporting, and this is a rumor. VentureBeat is reporting that uh, PC gaming peripheral company Razer um, is going to be buying Oya for about ten million. So Oya, if you don't know, was the tiny Android-based console that played Android games. Um, on and your that, TV, and that took off like a rocket. Yeah, it was kind of like a fad for a little bit, and then I remember saw... so many people were so excited for that thing, and then I it know. just like, and then and Oya Oya was the most successful at it, but that's just by comparison of all the ones that came out with it too, because it <laughs> didn't do very well. Um, Oya currently has a stable of one thousand hundred or a thousand. 1,124 Android games. That's 1,100 games for those of you that don't understand that. Yes, and has been developed, um, has about 40,000 different developers that have done work on it. Um, I mean, the purchase makes a little bit of sense for Razer because Razer has its own Android thing. But see, Razer does that. Razer makes weird shit sometimes, you know. Um, yeah, we'll talk. I'm going to be talking about that in the other podcasts. Another weird fucking thing they made. Um, and and but to me, it seems like they're just trying to grab it, maybe for copyrights or or just the silly shit. Like you're not going to see Oyo. Yeah, you're not going to see Oyo with the with a Razer controller. Right, right. I don't think they're trying to merge with them. I think no. they're just trying to get rid of them. Like most, like most companies, and you see this with app companies, and you know. It's it's most of the times they're buying it for patents that they have, so yeah. like they go, oh, well, we do that, but they have a lot of the patents, so if we buy them, hence getting the patents, so now we can do it under the Razer brand, and dissolve Oya into whatever, you know, into the muck that it is, right? Because it's really the console was a bad idea. Oh yeah, and in its infancy, I mean, now they're doing some, you know, they're doing a few things that might be interesting. Um, it's and you're seeing Android based, but it's being used as like a media type thing too, and and that's a little different. But the competition in that is fierce. 
you know, you got Google TV, Fire TV, um, Roku, which I think does the best out of all of them. And then I also have my PlayStation 4, my PlayStation 3, my <laughs> Xbox 360. Right. Everything, everything wants to play my Netflix videos now. You know, yeah. so it's it's um, it's becoming we're we're at a stage right now where the market is so oversaturated with things that it's just things are gonna start dropping off, like like the Oya and 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 little little startups that just won't survive. Yeah, you know, because it's not an original idea anymore. No. So and and also we have cell phones. I mean, my Note Four, I I can I can hook the thing to my television. And now I ha- and and have a wireless Bluetooth controller, and I could fucking play all the games on my TV. Yeah. You know, so it's it's really, and you know, who gives a fuck? But oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And the razor, the razor one looks dumb. It's like a lot bigger, and it, it looks like a fin. Like it's <laughs> fucking weird. But um, yeah. But that's it. There really wasn't much. I mean, it's a rumor right now, but I wouldn't be surprised if they're buying it for a couple patents. Yeah. All right. Well, moving on into comic book news. <gasps> yeah. Um, so, if you've listened to us for a long time, you guys know one of our favorite events in the Marvel Universe was Marvel Civil War. Uh, which we're so happily going to see a movie version of it next year <laughs> in Captain America Civil War. Um, so... With this whole Secret Wars thing going on, we're actually getting stories from basically retellings of old stories, but in a parallel universe where things didn't go the way we remember them going through in the 616. Civil War is another one of those stories. Now, the new series picks up as if the ending of the 2006-2007 series never ended. And the Marvel Universe is on the verge of collapse. So on the website, LazyGeeks.com, you can actually see uh, preview art of the upcoming uh, series. Here's the uh, solicitation I'm going to read you from, uh, from Marvel. The war never ended, and the deadly conflict escalates to new heights this July. Today, Marvel is pleased to present your new look at Civil War number one. From the chart-topping creators Charles Soule, Death of Wolverine, Inhumans, and Linnell Yu, Avengers. Uh, heroes fight heroes in the war zone, and a nation stands divided. It's been six years since the fighting began, and the forces of the Blue Square uh, square off against... Uh, where the hell did I lost that shot? Oh, the forces of the Blue Square fate, uh, square off against the Iron, all at the command of their leaders, General Steve Rogers and President Tony Stark. Mm-hmm. When peace has failed, both sides will attempt to end the war once and for all. What is it, uh, What is the top secret project bell curve? And does it really hold the key to ending the war in one swift stroke? And what damning data could undo President Stark's administration from within? Worst of all, what unseen enemies seek to exploit the superhuman civil war for their own gains? And that comes out next month in uh, July with Civil War issue number one. So I think that's a cool approach. Um, I'll be curious to see what happened within the six years from when it was supposed to have end. You know, is Peter Parker still alive? 
<laughs> yeah. Like I think I think that's kind of an interesting idea. It'd be fun to read. Yeah. And Marvel Marvel's got me kind of excited lately. I I, I seem to be um Oh well DC's kinda of picking up again now that now that we're moving away from convergence, but um I am I'm, I'm equally as excited when Marvel books are coming out. Yeah. Um which let's discuss one. <laughs> so I, I decided I wanted to do a comic book review and I was like, Oh, you know, which one was Steve and I equally as pumped up about, you know, and that Spider Man Renew Your Vows was a great fucking comic and i it, it surprised me because i thought it was just gonna be another oh they're getting married again like whatever right but um for those of you that don't know renew your vows is a alternate universe take uh if you remember the infamous retcon uh peter parker and mary jane got married in the main marvel universe but because aunt may got shot and and i can't remember this the villain that said that he'll have mary jane i mean um aunt may live but the he would have to give up his marriage to mary jane and erase the memory of spider peter parker's identity with spider-man forever and they decide that their you know aunt may is worth their marriage so they retconned it so this takes the the concept of that never happened Mm -hmm. so they're still married and they have a daughter they're married. They have a daughter. They live in like a Shit-hole kind apartment. of a shitty looking apartment. <laughs> it reminds me of the old Peter Parker stories, you know, where he always yeah. had a shithole apartment. Well, basically, what's going on is is um in the beginning, uh, he's you know, it's it's this the whole beginning scene is funny because he's he's working on his web shooters while she's feeding the baby, and he's like, or she's all. Uh, can you not do that at the table? Like, it was just the whole thing was so great. Like it was so well written. It, it, it was typical marriage. Like yeah, it doesn't matter that he's Spider Man. All right, he's still She's her still husband running the house. Yeah. Right. Um, and you know she mentions what's going on. You've been out later and late, later and later every night. And he says he doesn't know what's going on, but he he it seems like he's dealing with bad guys like Moon like Moon Knight's bad guys and. And Daredevils stuff like that, and, Daredevils, yeah. and and then come to find out, are we? Spo- we're doing spoilers. Fuck yeah, we you don't want spoilers. you don't want to hear it. Fuck you. We should have read it already. <laughs> um, come and find out that they're dying, right? You know, showing up dead and stuff. And like all that. the X Men have disappeared. All the X Men have disappeared, and it's um, it's this bad. What's the bad guy's name? Well, his new name is the Regent. His new name's the Regent, but what's his old name? I can't remember the old name. It slips me, escapes me right now. All right. Well, the Regent seems to be absorbing the powers of all these people. At least that's how I read it. Mm. And um, the Avengers went up against them. So people went up, nothing. It just wasn't working. Yeah. Now, one interesting dynamic was um, Venom broke out from prison. Yeah, there was a riot, and there was a riot. A lot of out. a lot of Spider-Man's villains had broken out, and right. immediately realized, oh shit, you know, Mary Jane's in trouble, and he had a choice to make: go off with the Avengers or take care of his family. Well, you know, Peter Parker's going to take care of his family, and he right. dips well, yeah. like a man. Right. He went to go take care of his family, and um, that's, he takes that's, off that that panel. Of him, of Venom sitting on the couch. Oh, it's terrifying. Yeah. 
it, Venom's sitting on the couch and he's covering Mary Jane's mouth. Yeah. And she looks terrified. And then um, he's holding the baby. Yeah. And Spider-Man went all in, dude. He, yeah. <laughs> it, it said that he had pun- he had never punched someone that high. Like his his hand broke when he when he punched it. He felt bones cracking. And um, the most interesting there was a fight, obviously. And and I don't want to spoil every little detail. And Mary Jane was involved a bit, but basically, um, he actually killed Venom. Yeah. That and little and shot that. of yeah the the and he he says I had to do what had to be done like yeah. it's like that that was no joke especially for Spider Man yeah and then um it goes into the future and he's he's not Spider Man anymore he's hung it up so he can stay with his daughter but the world he lives in is run by this region like yeah. he is in an oppressed world and it was it was um. It was very interesting, and I'm, I can't wait for issue two. Yeah, um, to see because you know he's gonna put the costume on again. Oh yeah, oh yeah. You know, and it, and take care of business. But it's yeah. um, but this region dude was too powerful. Like, it was o o p powerful. Right. Like he was just ridiculous. Like they were shooting him with everything, and he was just whatever. He tore the Hulk's arm off i was like what the fuck i was like that's not even possible i was like how is the hulk came at him he caught the hulk's punch like it was nothing yeah and then he rips his arm i was like shit such a good book though and i like the book too because it just it made you ask a lot of questions like what would you do in that situation is it for the greater good or are you gonna sit there with your daughter and and your wife and and take care of the home business. And, and I think And that, I think most people would do that. Yeah, I think what what played well is because you know, we know in the the 616 that Peter Parker would have stayed with the Avengers. But because now he has a family, it does shift his dynamic to I need to protect yeah. my family. Yeah. And and I think that was an interesting aspect on it because if he didn't, you know, Mary Jane and his daughter would have been killed. But, you know, I, I think it really, really, it to me, it really kind of showed a, a nice little subtle shift in um, in Peter Parker's thinking and the way he viewed it, viewed the world. So, yeah, I really like the issue. I can't wait for uh, issue two. Yeah, and this one is outside of the Civil War um, realm. It's not it's not part of the big happenings that's going on oh, i think secret war. yeah secret war secret war sorry and um so it's just it's just a fun book and i love when they do this too and they don't do it enough anymore yeah where it's a it's a one it's a mini series and and, and it has a central point and and stuff like that so I, I think that's great that they're they're pulling this off and it's cool because you know there was a lot of people making comments about it like oh they're gonna you know the retcon you know the the whole retcons marriage and stuff like that but i thought that this issue did really well with just basically saying fuck that fuck all that here's a good story and and so it's it's just about the story yeah and who gives a fuck about what happened although i did like uh the new justice league story that looked uh oh my god dark sea war the new the new justice league blew me away the new batman was good i haven't read that that, yet but i I read the the new new justice league the new action comics with Superman powerless. He has no powers. 
so fucking good. DC is back to killing it again. <laughs> it just had to get convergence out of the way. Yeah. You know, and the Dark Seed Wars is going to start and it's going to get ridiculous. Yeah. It's, it's just the the Justice League one was, had to be the best out of the three, though. Um, it just it was one of those books that really makes you feel like all is lost. Yeah. Towards the end, like you're like fuck, like what what's gonna happen? You know, every all the good guys are dying or, or right. just getting screwed over, and you're like fuck. Yeah, I did a. Uh, I for those of you that listened, you guys probably heard the last podcast I talked about doing uh, Midtown Comics. You know, and I decided to do because I was actually really happy with what I got. I decided to do a pull list from them. So I got like a lot of the a lot of the limited series for Secret Wars, you know, but Spider Gwen also and um, Justice League Batman. So yeah, you know, definitely gonna get gonna like those. All right. Oh, and the, oh, Batman oh, versus Batman versus Superman, the new one too, because there's there's some weird shit going on. I just I don't know. It's just I can't even explain it. I don't I don't know enough to explain it. Just go read it. <laughs> <laughs> all right and lastly moving on into technology news um now one of the big complaints with uh ios 8 was the fact that with that it allowed you to do over-the-air updates no longer allowing you no longer tethering you to having to do updates via itunes only problem was is that a lot of those updates needed almost five gigs of space in order yeah. to install. Um, well, Apple had their annual worldwide developers conference last week. And one of the things, aside from like The Verge and everybody else sucking Apple's cock about, oh my God, iOS 9. Oh my God, they're doing this. Oh my God, they're adding sparkly things. I found, <laughs> one, thi- I found one thing that was actually really, really interesting and most people don't understand. Apple is un- introducing a thing called app thinning. Now, if you don't know what app thinning is, the thing is, is currently the reason why those over-the-air updates are so large, pretty much like the girth of my penis, um, <laughs> is simply because when developers upload an app, when you download that app, whether you're running the 32 gig, the 32-bit or 64-bit, you're still downloading every single code for every support supported ios device whether your device needs it or not right so um and that was the huge problem when people were trying to download ios 8 now with ios 9 they're going the other way what they're doing the benefits of it is that they it'll end up giving you more space on your phone for your food pick selfies or to download more apps because what they're going to do is developers will still upload everything they need you know into you know into the app store but it will only download what your device needs so that's going to be the big thing that you're going to that you're going to see out of it and you're going to suddenly it's not going to require 5 gigs to install you're going to actually only download the, uh, what your phone needs. So if you're running the six, iPhone 6 Plus, you're only going to get the app for the iPhone 6 Plus. But isn't that what Google's been doing? Exactly. But because, yeah. you know, because, you can pick and choose. Yeah, you can pick and choose. And the, the thing is, is that, you know, 
up, up until iOS 8, Apple never really did an over-the-air update. Which right. I never understood the whole reasoning for it. Uh, but, you know, Apple doesn't like to do everything everybody else does. And eventually, when they do, they do it on their own terms. So, it's nice that Apple is actually finally learning how to do this. And it will benefit people who still have, you know, the 8 gig or the 16 gig phones. It'll actually allow those apps to basically just... And in my opinion, if you get iOS 9, your best bet is to go iOS 9 and get rid of all the apps and re-download them. <laughs> it's going to be yeah. kind of almost like a fresh restart in a lot of ways. So it's nice that Apple will be able to do what Android has been doing for such a long time. Well, a lot of that has to do, too, that Apple has always been – they don't care about the older shit. Right. They only care about what's out and what's coming out. Yeah. You know, they they don't – like if you have an 8 gig, that's not their problem. That's just how their business model is. Yeah. You know, so – But one of the big problems – They'll tell you the solution of that is to buy a new iPhone. <laughs> right. But then that's the thing is that now because Apple is actually facing extreme uh, competition from Android, at this point with people getting annoyed with those types of things, it's like, well, why don't I just go and buy a Samsung, you know? Or, um, you know, some other Android phone that allows me to increase the memory size if I need it. Yeah. You it know, gives you so. more control over what your phone's doing. Exactly. So this one I found is to be a very one of the more interesting aspects coming out of WWDC last week. As opposed to everything else everybody else is covering. It's just more of the same but newer. Right. Well, that's one thing with Google, too. Like, on my, I have Note 4. And there's, of course, there's certain apps that it won't let you uninstall. Um, but what it will let you do is uninstall all the um, all the updates for that app and all the all the data files for that app, and it kind of puts it in an extremely small limbo. And then when you want to use it again, you just have to re-download all that shit. Hmm. It's just more advanced. Like I've always felt that the Google OS is more advanced than right. apples like in in the way it operates it gives you more options and, and stuff but that's another thing too and a lot of reason why i think one of the reasons why apple does well too is because most users don't even know google does that right because they don't give a fuck you know they they just want their phone to work and their little games to work and they don't want to worry about all that customizing and all that bullshit right. and that's fine there's nothing wrong with that kind of mindset and that's what you know you want to get an iphone go ahead Apple will take care of it for you. They'll take care of you. <laughs> They'll make you a cup of tea and wrap you in a blanket. Well, one of the things that I thought about was, you know, while reading that, it reminded me of, of Microsoft and Windows. You yeah. know, like Vista used so many, re so much resources. And then they come out with, you know, Windows 7. Hey, streamlined. Everything seems to work faster, work better. It's the same thing. Yeah, in my opinion. No, I agree with you. Yeah. I mean, I think, too, as as time progresses, more and more people want that extra control because more people are understanding how their computer operates a little bit more. Yeah. You know, because in the 90s, nobody gave a fuck. Yeah. It, mo most people barely knew how to turn their computer on, let, it know, let alone customize it. Right. You know, they just, however Microsoft presented it to you was the way you used it. Or how Apple presented it to you is the way you used it. 
you know, and, and then in the 21st century, as time went on, more important people were like, well, why can't I do this? Why can't I do it this way? Why is this company letting me do this, but you don't? Right. You know, and it's changing the scene a little bit. You know, so the little new generation, whatever the fuck they're called. Because you have the millennials, which is me. Hey. Um, <laughs> which I would say, for the sake of argument, half are into that shit. Know enough about a computer to care. Right. But this... But the newer generation, you'd say maybe 75%. Because there's still... I mean, people that are like half my age that don't know how to turn a computer on. What the fuck is the matter with you? Like, you literally <laughs> shoved down your throat when you're born. At a rate. You know, whatever. Um, my story is actually real quick. I just thought this was really cool. Um, you know, we, we, we all know Leonard Nimoy passed away not too long ago. And, um, and what we should also all know is that he played Spock in the original Star Trek... Uh, series, the movies, as well as uh, the newer films, um, playing the same character. And he's known for many things, and he has a very uh, interesting career, um, lived a full life. Now, he's being immortalized because he's they named an asteroid after him. So this is, this is kind of cool. Um, where is the name of the asteroid? Oh, Asteroid 4864 has been officially named 4864 Nimoy um, in honor of the late actor. 4864 Nimoy is about six miles across, 10 kilometers for our friends over the pond or above us or below us or everybody else who was in America, (laughs) Um, and orbits the sun every 3.9 years. It was originally discovered in 1988. Um, There really isn't any more to this story. It just, it was, I thought it was a nice gesture. Um, you know, to name something in space that's constantly in with us in our solar system. Um, after someone who's been such an icon in science fiction and, and, and a part of science fiction that is in sight and is instilled a lot of imagination in, in scientists today, kids that grew up to build the spaceships and to, and to work at NASA and stuff like that. Um, so yeah, I just thought that was sweet. That is. You know? Moving on to some that's not sweet. Boldly, because... boldly going where no man has gone before. That's right. I'm, now I'm pumped up because I want to talk about this. Many <laughs> times, people, companies, or someone does, they do, well, fuck you. <laughs> Look, a lot of times people fuck up. All right? I'm changing the scene now. This section of the podcast, we dedicate to what we consider the hashtag this bitch of the week. And this bitch of the week is Pizza Hut. Now, Pizza Hut's uh, been a bitch is, for a is, while. This is a very, very important thing for Adam right here. It's not really important. It's just a matter of perspective needs to be instilled into this problem. So Pizza Hut is coming out with a hot dog pizza. So basically, it's a pizza and then the crust is little little fucking hot dogs wrapped in dough and it comes with mustard for dipping sauce. Look, listen. We don't have much in the way of food in this country that is that is known worldwide. We just don't. You know, we're, we're not France. You know, we're not, um, what other country is known for their food? We're not China, Japan, Italy. Italy. One thing that we do have that we as Americans... And Canadians, too. You're close enough. We love you. 
And fuck it, Mexicans too. <laughs> People of the world. People of the world, join in. <laughs> okay. One, one food that we can be proud of in America is pizza. Now, I know it sounds stupid because you don't have pizza, whatever, but especially in New England, I mean, you get some of the great – these people are serious. People making pizza that for generations they've been making this pizza. Wonderful. But here we go with fucking that American corporate train coming out with this silly shit. And the problem is, is a little family pizzeria – isn't all over your TV telling you about their fucking pizza that literally will change your life if you eat it. It's so good. We hear about this hot dog pizza from Pizza. Pizza Hut is not pizza, and I'm officially declaring it now. Pizza Hut, Domino's, Little Caesars, Papa John's, that's not real pizza. It's inspired by real pizza. It's food. You can eat it. And it's the same thing as like McDonald's. That's not a real hamburger. A real hamburger is that family joint down the street. Michael's. You know what I'm talking about, Steve? Oh, yeah. That's a hamburger. Right. The lunchbox, a little closer to Chasworth, that's a hamburger. We got to stop with this fucking fast food bullshit. Because this is what we're known for now. Is is this fucking hot dog pizza? Get the fuck out of here with this! <laughs> Jesus Christ! Have you did you see the picture, Steve? This fucking you go to lazygeeks.com. I did a quick little write up on this. I even apologized. <laughs> I was I was yeah. I was ashamed. Look at this! Ridiculous! It's ridiculous! And also mustard, the least liked condiment. That's what you're given. I mean, I like mustard, yeah. but you know. I said at the bottom, I said, I'm not judging anyone that likes this sort of thing. But being from New England myself, I have to say one thing. If you are visiting the United States and want to get a pizza, hit up a local family-owned pizzeria. Yeah. We really do have great pizza here, I promise. And seriously, I've, I've watched videos of foreigners, like people from England, people from all over Europe, um, Australia. They come here, and what they want to do first is get pizza. I got to get a pizza because that's America's pizza. Right. You know what I mean? And if they go to Pizza Hut first, they're gonna they're they're gonna be disappointed. Oh yeah. What's Shit. funny what's funny though is that you look at it, it looks like a like a kid's like you would get kids this. Yeah. And don't get me wrong, it's fun, you know, it's silly. Whatever. You know what I mean? But this isn't pizza, man. No. This isn't quality here. It this this is just bullshit. And pizza Hut tastes like shit anyway, it's fucking so greasy. Oh, I know. And not the not the good grease. When you go to the local spot and you're like, "Ooh, look at that fucking oil, so good." You know what I mean? This is that grease like they picked it up off the bottom of the fucking sink, and it's, <laughs> you know, it's it's disgusting. And don't get me wrong, I don't eat pizza. I, I've never liked pizza, but I get a little Caesars every once in a while. You know, Domino's. Look, the struggle is real. Okay, I got a lot of kids to feed. Yeah. I'm not going to Rosetti's down the street every fucking time. You know, but there's just, there is it's a chain. Well, it's not really a chain. It's family owned, but they have like three of them in the valley, here in uh, in Arizona, called Rosetti's. Pizza is so fucking good. It's just perfect. It's the best pizza I've had in Arizona. Arizona is not known for pizza. Out here, Calif- 
California had some good pies though. I was yeah. I was enjoying yeah. the pizza out there. They're they're um it's a chain, but it's a it's a smaller chain, but it's a good chain. Uh, Amici's out here. Mm. This the pizza just like drops when you put when the pizza's not standing up on its own. Yeah. You know, that's walking off the table. Exactly. You know, when you pick pizza up and it just does the dr- the sag and you see like the 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 cheese starting to kind of go with that. That's that's a good one. And you have you have a pizza in different areas of different New York style pizza, Chicago style pizza. Philadelphia's got their own little flavor pizza. Yeah. And I've noticed in California the majority of the pizzas I get over there are a little sweeter than usual. Yeah. You know, which kind of makes sense for the whole, you know, I'm by the beach type shit, you know. Right. But um, I, I don't know. To me, pizza is it, – it's not like I'm fucking in love with pizza. I'm just saying it's important <laughs> to, to American society. It's, it's <laughs> one of our few foods that we can be proud of. Because <laughs> even hamburger, you can't really be proud of a hamburger. You know, it's it's right. a hamburger. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, sure, we have the best hamburgers in the world, obviously. But it's not like it, – you just tell people to go to Five Guys or just fucking go to In and Out. You're good to go. But um, I don't know, man. I just I just get bummed out when I see this mass market bullshit. It's like going to Taco Bell for Mexican food. Yeah, and I still go to Taco Bell, but I know what I'm eating. Right. I'm not eating Mexican food. I'm eating Taco <laughs> Bell. Right. You know, it, it's it's, it's a distinct different. <laughs> I'm not eating Mexican. I'm eating Taco Bell. <laughs> you eating if you're eating a burrito at Taco Bell, you're eating American. Inspired by Mexican <laughs> food, like it's there's no way because you can. Oh man, there's a place down the street. I think it's called um, Moreno's. Yeah, Moreno's little family spot. The burritos are out of your fucking mind, good. And they they fill them right. Even fucking Taco Bell, you're paying like two dollars for the fucking burrito, and it's mostly beans. Yeah, you know, you go to this fucking Moreno's, plenty of meats, perfectly best, five fifty. Fucking! I can't even finish this burrito. It's so big. <laughs> uh, I'm telling you, respect the respect the cultures. That's all I'm saying. Absolutely, absolutely. So, um, I I don't know about Steve, but I am boycotting pizza from now on, which I, is I've easy always, for me because I never eat there. <laughs> same here. I, I was gonna say I I do the same thing, but because I never really eat there. It reminded me. It reminded me of this real quick. It reminded me because um I had a buddy who I used to work with at Best Buy. Um, he was from Iran, and his he he said he loved pizza, and so yeah, what's your favorite place? He says pizza, and I go, where did where did it all go wrong? <laughs> you know what? Wh- who who hurt you? That's what I told him. <laughs> who gave you Pizza Hut as your first fucking pizza? Show, show me on the doll where they where they where they touch you. And then that day, there's a pizza place by the Best Buy. It's called Spumoni's. A little on the sweeter side again, but still. Per, it's just great. It's just great pizza, and it's okay if it's a little sweet. But that's their family recipe. That's how they like to make it. So I, I, this pizza is expensive. I fucking ordered this shit delivery out of my own pocket, just so this Iranian fuck could get some education. <laughs> I love the guy. I love him. You know, and he's like, "What is this? I thought we were getting pizza." And I go, "We did. I got actual pizza, not that fucking cardboard with cheese that you eat." <laughs> you know, so I got it. All the fixing he likes, all the bullshit. First bite, I don't think he's ever had Pizza Hut again. Nice. Be fucking don't don't fuck around with the bullshit. You know, 
Gotta convert people. Gotta convert people. I need it. You know what? That's the first thing I'm gonna do when I start this new job and I get paid. I'm gonna go to Rosetti's. I'm gonna get one of those big fucking family pies. There you and then go. I'm gonna tell everyone to fuck off and I'm gonna eat the whole thing. <laughs> America. You get to sit there and watch me. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Uh, all right. If you'd like to recommend a this bitch for the podcast, please recommend it to us on Twitter at the Lazy Geeks using the hashtag this bitch. All right. Well, if you like what you heard, then go ahead and subscribe to this podcast. And once you subscribe, you will automatically receive all our podcast content. Two shows twice a week. Unlike although last week we had three shows out last week. The main show, Geek in the Life, and our Star Trek podcast. So, yes. if you want to hear that amazing Code of Honor episode, please go ahead and uh, check out the Away Team number three. Uh, yeah, Code of Honor. It's the third one. It's the third I listened. One. I listened to it today at work. <laughs> <laughs> and just, it's such a horrible episode. Oh yeah. <laughs> Also, spread the word. We can only do so much. If you dig the show or like hearing two dudes make complete assholes out of themselves, let people know. They'll thank you for it later. Yay! And because we only think of you. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's what it says. Yeah. The least you guys <laughs> can do is leave us a comment on iTunes, Stitcher, wherever you get the podcast from. Um, if you subscribe to the RSS feed, definitely hit up our website, thelazygeeks.com. Drop us a comment on there. Just talk to us. That's all we want. Yeah. Little communication. Jesus. It, it, we feel less lonely if you guys talk to us. You know. Less of a one-sided conversation. It feels like a bad relationship. Exactly. Point, you know? Exactly. Uh, and if you have ideas or topics for the show, don't be afraid to share them. Just go ahead. Uh, hit us up on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Google+. And how do you find us on there? Just look for the Lazy Geeks one word. All of those. All of those. It's all simple. Of, all of them. We don't fuck around. No, and you know what? Simple. You know what? What? Send send me an email though. You know what I mean? Like I sometimes I like to, you know, emails are, are old school. I like to sit down by the fire. I like to print them out. You know, kind of light a nice smoking pipe with my monocle. You know, <laughs> and just get real classy about it. Yeah, absolutely. The geeks. The geeks at thelazygeeks.com. Yeah. It's, you know, do it. Yeah. Absolutely. All right, so that is it for this week's edition of the Lazy Geeks Podcast. Next week, like I said earlier, our Monday episode is going to be everything E3. We're going to have an entire recap of the entire uh, five days of gaming celebration. There's Uh, a lot to recap. (laughs) There's a lot to recap. Already. I know. This is Monday night. It's only day – actually, technically day two, but day one really, and it's already a lot that we have to go over. There was at least – Day one has passed. There's at least four things that made me lose my shit. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I'm going to have a hot attack before E3's over. Oh, yeah. All right. So I'm Steven Vargas. I'm Adam Riley. Peace out. This has been a production of the Lazy Geeks Network, available only at thelazygeeks.com. Goodbye.